You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. All right, hello, and uh, welcome to Morning Breath. I'm Brian. I'm one of the pastors at East Coast Christian Center, and I get to uh, host a show with you today. I'm uh, thankful for the opportunity to open up the Word and uh, preach the Word, speak the Word, really just do our devotion um, on the air, talk about what stuck out to us. I'm in the studio today with a couple friends. I have Pastor Dave Gammon across the table. How are you doing, my friend? I am doing really good. How are you doing, Pastor Brian? I'm doing good. It's good to be together and get to do this together. We also have Nick over here with some faders and some things, uh, pushing some buttons, uh, doing here. something over there he is. He's he's here. He arrived. What was hey that noise? It was like the the horn that I don't know. A horn? Yeah. Okay. I I thought horns were like beep beep. It's like a it's like a youth thing. Oh, I'm too know. old. I get it. We're too old. Uh, we're I old. know. Oh, Apparently yeah, for we're old. Sure. Yeah, we we for we, sure. we got just, a few gray hairs just here. Just walk around. Yeah. Just walk around and say here here here. Oh, okay. I, I know about that. I, I've heard that once. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got I'll put, it. I'll put that in my daily planner. I'll uh, use it. I'm going to use that. Thanks for uh, helping me stay young, bro. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to be young. Anyway, uh Pastor David, will you want to tell people how to get connected to the show? What what this is all about? Absolutely. Best way to stay connected with with anything Morning Breath, anything East Coast. It's got our app, all right? Go to your mobile mobile app provider, put it in East Coast Christian Center, that'll pop right up. Or go to our website at eccc.us for info, events, past sermons, Morning Breath episodes. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We put the show out also um, is on the app, like I said, but we put out encouraging content, um, uplifting content, inspiring content on these other social media platforms. So it's a good break from the stuff that usually goes out on social media. But if you need help with anything digital, connecting with us or the program, just call 321-452-1060 and we'll email you with the information about East Coast. But we'll make sure you get taken care of. So we got a lot of stuff coming up, Pastor Brian. Yeah, it's Mother's Day weekend this weekend. If you haven't done something about your mom, you might want to plan now. It's Thursday. You still got time. Mother's Day is Sunday. <laughs> but we will have some special services this weekend. We're going to do all the things we normally do with our services. We're going to add a little component to uh, be a blessing to moms. And we know that moms bring families um, as well. And so uh, maybe call your mom. Talk to your mom. If you're a mom, invite your friends, family. We're going to have some giveaways for the moms. And in all of our locations, all of our campus, even our online campus, we'll have some giveaways that way. But we'd love for you to be a part of our weekend services. Check out our website for all the service times and locations. We're across Brevard County and out to the ends of the earth through the online um, campus. But we also have some uh, kid and youth things going on this yep. summer. And just uh, just to tell you, man, we love kids. We want to see your kids um, come to know Jesus. We want them to get around a community of other kids that are you know passionate about having some fun with Jesus and uh, with uh, you know clean content and that sort of thing as well. Yep. So if you're looking for something this summer for your 2nd through 6th grader or 7th through 12th grader, we've got a kids camp, we've got a youth conference coming up. All the details on that are on our website, and uh, you should um, check it out. Absolutely. Website, app, get all the things there, pricing, dates, it's all there. Yeah, come on. Well, I'll tell you what, we got Luke 4 today. Luke 4, yep. We, Luke uh, we've been in Luke this week, and uh, we're excited to uh, open up the Word. I've got New Living Translation. I heard you got the same. Yep, yes, I do. All right, and so we have 44 verses. <laughs> we're going to break it after 22. I'll pick it up at 23. I'm going to say to you, Pastor David Gaiman, read, sir. Okay, here we go. Let me scroll right to the right point. All right. Then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River. He was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. Jesus ate nothing 
ate nothing all that time, being very hungry. Then the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become a loaf of bread. But Jesus told him, No. The scripture says, People do not live by bread alone. <clears throat> then the devil took him up and revealed to him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment. And I will give you the glory of these kingdoms and authority over them. The devil said, Because they are mine to give to anyone I please. I will give it all to you if you will worship me. Jesus replied, The scripture says, You must worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil took him to the Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple, and said, If you are the Son of God, jump off. For the scripture says, He will order his angels to protect you, protect and guard you, and they will hold you up with their hands, so you won't even hurt a foot on a stone. Jesus responded, The scripture also says, You must not test the Lord your God. When the devil had finished tempting Jesus, he left him until the next opportunity came. Then Jesus returned to the Galilee, filled with the Holy Spirit's power. Reports about him spread quickly through the whole region. He taught regularly in the synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, he went as he went as usual to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read the scriptures. The scroll of Isaiah the prophet was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where this was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim to the, that the captives will be released, that the blind will see, the oppressed will be set free, and at the time and that the and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. He rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant, and sat down. All eyes in the synagogue looked at him intently. Then he began to speak to them. The scripture you have just heard has been fulfilled this very day. Everyone spoke well of him and was amazed by the gracious words that came from his lips. How can this be? They asked. Isn't this Joseph's son? Verse 23 of Luke 4. Then he said, you will undoubtedly, <clears throat> sorry, you will undoubtedly quote me this proverb, physician, heal yourself, meaning do miracles here in your hometown like those who did in, like those you did in Capernaum. But I tell you the truth, no prophet is accepted in his own in his own hometown. Certainly, there were many needy widows in Israel in Elijah's time, when the heavens were closed for three days or for three and a half years, and a severe famine devastated the land. Yet Elijah was not sent to any of them; he was sent instead to a foreigner, a widow of Zarephath in the land of Sidon. And there were many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha, but the only one healed was Naaman, a Syrian. When they heard this, the people in the synagogue were furious. Jumping up, they mobbed him and forced him to the edge of the hill on which the town was built. They intended to push him over the cliff, but he passed right through the crowd and went on his way. There too, sorry, there too, were um, the people were amazed at his teaching, for he spoke with authority. Once he, once when he was in the synagogue, a man possessed by a demon, an evil spirit, began shouting at Jesus, "Go away! Why are you interfering with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God." Jesus cut him short. "Be quiet! Come out of the man!" He ordered. At at that, the demon threw the man on threw the man to the floor as the crowd watched. Then it came out of him without hurting him any further. Amazed, the people exclaimed, "What authority and power this man's words possess!" Even evil spirits obey him, and they flee at his command. The news about Jesus spread through every village in the entire region. After leaving the synagogue that day, Jesus went to Simon's home, where he found Simon's mother-in-law very sick with a high fever. Please heal her, everyone begged. Standing at her bedside, he rebuked the fever, and it left her. And he got up at once and prepared a meal for them. As the sun went down that evening, people throughout the village brought sick family members to Jesus. No matter what their diseases were, the touch of his hand healed everyone. 
Many were possessed by demons, and demons came out of at his command, shouting, You are the Son of God. But because they knew he was the Messiah, he rebuked them and refused to let them speak. Early the next morning, Jesus went out to an isolated place. The crowd searched everywhere for him, and when they finally found him, they begged him not leave them. But he, but he replied, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God in other towns too, because that is why I was sent. So he continued to travel around, preaching in synagogues throughout Judea. Amen. Amen. There we have it. Uh, there's there's a whole lot of um, pretty incredible stuff in this chapter with Jesus um, doing some um, super powerful things. I mean, you think about just in, you know, we read 44 verses and we think, wow, look at all that, right? There's lives, hundreds of lives potentially transformed. Mm-hmm. The impact of that going on for years and centuries, like beyond, you know, what we can imagine. It's hard to get our head around the bigness of what we read right there because it seems like a story on a, on a page, yeah, right? Totally. Um, it's, it's not a story. These are real lives. Literally, I was just in Israel. I was in this space. I was in the, the Galilean region. I was there. Like, you look at Nazareth, you, you stand in a town and you go, man, this is really where it happened. Like, this, this stuff mm-hmm. Really happened here, like, and it has this whole new meaning for me. Like when I read these stories, I'm like, man, this is this is incredible. That's incredible. Like, and you think about, oh, he went here and he he disappeared, right? And the crowd followed him, and they finally tracked him down, as if it was like some massive region where they couldn't find the dude, right? Right. Like, like that area is not that big, right? <laughs> it's not that hard, but yet that he was on the edge of a cliff, they were going to shove him over, and he walked right through them and out. And it just seems like. Wow, there's so much wow in this. I don't know what stuck out to you. We can we can talk through some of the details if you want. Man, what really stuck out to me is something that still sticks out and is really relevant today in case you're thinking maybe the Bible was just for a set period of time. And that is and this is just a, a a a guideline I have in my heart is that it's not about the miracle, it's about the message. Yeah. And if you look out throughout this entire chapter, you can almost label this chapter that. It's about the message, it's not about the miracle. Even in his confrontation with Satan, he isn't distracted by the temptations, even though it's it really falls into what Satan's doing is the the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Yeah. He's really fulfilling here. But what Jesus is able to do is remember that he has a message, and even says it down there. And then he's like, "Man, the Bible literally just said here in Luke four, he went and every person that he touched got healed." Yeah. But then what do you see next from Jesus? Well, I got to go and continue on giving the message. There's more. There's more. Yeah. And it's like uh, modern day now coming out, like I get around contemporary Christians sometimes where it's more about the miracle. You know, it's more about, you know, come to our, our tent revival, come to this. We've got these miracle signs and wonders happening. And it's almost now a little bit kind of shunned if you're a house in a place that is just faithfully, consistently just delivering the message. Yeah. But Jesus is clearly standing here. If you want the miracle, deliver the message. Yeah. So that's why I try and keep that at the forefront of whenever I'm with somebody or are needing that First Corinthians 12 style uh, a gift or movement of the Holy Spirit. It's not going to happen without the gospel going forward. Like, make sure the gospel goes forward because you be the servant and let God be God. Yeah. So, and that's really how that works. Hopefully, that encourages somebody today. Yeah, you know, there's there's a lot in that in the idea of hey, the message over the you know, the show, if you will. Like, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we can be so wow based that we want to go whoa, whoa, and we start putting the glory in the wrong place. Yep. Right. That we, instead of giving God credit for what the 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 magnitude of the what the the message has brought forward in somebody's life that we start magnifying a man or an image or a ministry or a thing instead of going, it's about Jesus. And at the end of the day, let's worship him and not worship the the wow factors, right? Like there's a lot of things in our culture today that you could be wow about, right? Like you could, you could just wow about all mm-hmm. sorts of things, or we can go, you know what? 
Let's just faithfully continue to be transformed by the Word of God, by the message of the gospel that when it gets into areas of your life, whatever area it is, and, you know, the devil's trying to tempt him in multiple areas here, whether whether it's a hunger thing, you know, like God wants to do something in you Come on. that your hunger would be stirred up in the right direction, right? Come like on. it doesn't matter the area of your life. God wants to get into that space. And sadly, you could get healed and still go to hell. Right. Like That is the truth. That's, that's a scary concept, but... Jesus actually says, hey, I never knew you. You did this and you did this and you did this, but I never knew you. The message definitely has to trump all the all the stuff out there, right? And so if we're not careful, we're going to find ourselves being hungry for the next wow factor and miss out on, man, how about a transformed life? Let's just have Come a on. transformed life. And you know what? The testimony of what a transformed life looks like over the longevity of, of spaces, let's do that. Let's watch 30 years of ministry, 60 years of ministry, 40 years of people walking with Christ. Or the first month, like let's celebrate the month of walking with Jesus. Let's celebrate a week walking with Jesus. But let's not get in a hurry to, you know, have. I said this a couple of days ago in the show. Let's not just have like half cooked testimonies. Let's let it actually play its way out and Come go on. watch a transformed life Come instead on. of a. Well, it, you know, I don't, I don't like my food half cooked. You know what right. I mean? Like, and God can get all the glory and all the credit. And that's what Jesus was actually. He's like the devil's going, "Hey, worship me. You can have that." And he goes, like, "Hold up, hold up, yeah, hold up, hold up. This is this is not that. Like, we're not going to play that game, right?" And I, I just. I don't think we should be playing games. At the end of the day, let's not play games. Let's actually get the message into people's lives. And he does that. He does that too, man. He's like he puts Elijah out on the table. Oh, and you know, and and honestly, what what he talks about with Elijah is not normally what a Jewish man hearing about Moses or hearing about Elijah, which we later would see um, in the New Testament make an appearance on the Mount of Transfiguration, but he gives a re- which you would think Elijah a reference to Elijah would be how how great of a miracle worker oh, he yeah. is, but he doesn't attach it with him like that. He says certainly there are many widows in Elijah's time when the heavens were closed for three and a half years. You know, yeah, Elijah was not sent to any of them. He's like talking about how you know right here there's a time and a place for what's going on, and we need to be set and ready for it. And and you don't want to miss it. You want to be a part of it. You know, he was sent instead to a foreigner, a a widow of Zarephath in the land of Sidon. You know, and many in Israel had leprosy at the time. Once again, now talking about Elijah's apprentice, Elisha, but. Only one was named Naaman was healed. And it's like, don't miss out because you are looking in the wrong direction on what God is doing. Like, if you're not familiar with the Old Testament, neither one of these people, they were what would be considered what was called Gentiles in, in the New Testament. So they should not have been receiving the goodness of God because in the Old Testament, they're not God's people. All right. And what happens is God's people, like we're saying right now, are focused on other things. Maybe you're way too focused on that college degree that you just can't go to church. You can't get in your quiet time. Maybe you're way too focused on your business, you know, and you're not investing in your time with Jesus. Because from your time with Jesus, we'll bless your marriage. We'll bless right. being a parent. We'll bless being a friend. And these are the only things you can take to heaven with you. All right. So refocus. God wants to recalibrate you. And he even says in First uh, Thessalonians four eleven, I believe, he's like, he's like, be happy, live in a quiet and peaceful life. Wow. You know, you don't need these accolades. You don't need all this other stuff. Like we have Jesus. He's more than enough. It's good. You know, I, I like in this uh, passage, like when he starts reading the scroll. Like, so he's he's like, hey, let me uh, let me read something to you here. You mm-hmm. know, and he starts reading like you know about himself, maybe the prof- the prophecy of who he was. And um, I, I like you know this to kind of 
ramp up this uh, this idea that it's not about the stuff, it's about you know the message. And you look at verse 18, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is, is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. You'd think that he would anoint you to help the poor with things, with stuff, right? right? Like the poor needs food. The poor needs stuff. They need clothing. They need, they're hungry, they're they're naked, they're all that stuff. And he's like, hold on a second. It's the good news that's going to transform the poor, right? It's not the stuff, you know. It says, hey, he sent me to proclaim the captives will be released and the blind will see. And it's like, okay, well, what happens there? Why don't the blind see? And it's like that their oppressed will be set free. Like we want to actually see the process work out in people's lives so that they can actually get out of that they don't have to live from miracle to miracle, but actually live in the good news. Like live in the Come gospel. On. And you know, I, one of the things I'm thankful for of this show, this radio show has been on the air for a long time. This has been like, I don't know, it could be close to 20 years at this point. I don't know the number of years, but it's, let's call it 18 to 20 years, somewhere in there, that the Word of God is faithfully just continue to get poured out into a community. And you know what happens? The community becomes different because yep. the Word of God gets into it, right? Not necessarily because somebody showed up once and had this great, like you said, 10 mm-hmm. thing or whatever. Can lives get changed there? Yes. But Absolutely. you know what? There's a process behind that, and I want to see that process come to pass. I love... The idea of, you know, he healed the sick, it says in verse 40, and the sun went down and that evening people throughout the village brought sick family members to Jesus. No matter what their disease were, the touch of his hand healed everyone. We still need that. I want to see that. I want to see that in your life. I want to see that in my life. I want to see it come to pass. I don't want to bypass the miracle. I don't want to downscale, you know, the, vo- the, the, the value of the miracle, but I want to be careful to go, you know what, let's actually, let's keep running the ball in the middle. Let's be faithful to do the work of the ministry. Let's continue to do it. Because many had demons, demons were cast out, shouting, you know, you're the son of God, you know, we know this, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, praise God, there's a difference in this life. They could recognize there was something different going on here. Let's be those kind of people in a community, that there's something different in us that the world would see and go, there's something there and I see it. That's not normal. Well, that not normal, hopefully, is the, the spirit of living God in our life that's anointed us to set the captives free. Dude, that is so good. That is so good. And that has to be at the forefront of our minds when we go out because, as you see in this chapter here, there's a lot of things. It goes from demons. It goes from uh, sick people. And then it goes to actually family being sick yeah. and the mom being sick. And it, and this is the type of God we serve is that he took one look at her and knew. Yeah. He knew that this was heavy. He knew that this would be tough. And he went in and, and, and he healed Peter's mom right there. And God is not looking. God wasn't looking at Peter's mom and saying, well, why weren't you out there with us? Yeah. Or, or you know what? He wasn't also saying, you know, I had my feelings hurt by my hometown or I'm out of miracles today. Yeah. He's moved with compassion several times throughout the New Testament. It describes Jesus as being moved with compassion. And right now, according to our Bible, he sits at the right hand of God and he is interceding on our behalf. And he is not looking at you with an expectational mindset of that is disappointed in you because maybe you've chosen things outside of his will. And that's just a really kind way to say you've been sinning and turning your back on him. He's not turning his back on you. That's good. All right. He is still able to be moved and wants to be moved with compassion and i don't know if you said it on the air if you said when we were talking before the show but pastor brian said about there's people that are going to heaven that were healed you know they were healed and it's like you know god's blessing people that are are still even spitting on his son's name Mm -hmm. and 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 i can't even get my head around that because in john like 14 through 16 he talks about you know if my word abides in you and you abide in me and we all abide in each other and we're all a big happy family then my father loves you you know what i mean but it's like God is so good, we can't even comprehend it. And it's like we have to put our faith and our trust in that, that the person of Jesus cares about you. Yeah, you know, you said something right there about, you know, the hurt that maybe like, hey, 
he could have like been hurt from his hometown because mm-hmm. nothing was working. You know, like yeah. you think about what some of the hurts that we could carry or that you might be carrying out there. You know, in in this community we live in, you could have all the reasons to not do this stuff anymore. Like to mm-hmm. go, well, they weren't this or they weren't that, and they don't deserve this or all the reasons that somebody hurt you somehow. But you know what? Jesus navigated through that hurt of like through the ability of going. You know what? They don't they don't value what I have. Don't mm-hmm. don't they know me? Like, right. Come on, they, you're just Joseph's son, right? Like. No, no, no. They should have recognized. They should have known. People should know you. People should recognize the value and the gift that you are to your workspace mm-hmm. today or to your home today. And you feel devalued. Guess what? That's not a reason to just pull the e-brake and pull and shut it down, right? Like, don't just stop, you know, go, oh, I'm done then. I'm done. You know what? The gospel needs to go forward. Even when you're hurt, there's a saying out there that hurt people hurt people. It does not have to be that way. Come on. Just because you're hurt, you don't got to go hurt people. does not have to continue. You can break that cycle by the good news getting inside of you. Come on. And so just because somebody's been offensive or just been a little bit harsh or a little bit this or a little bit that, don't let that stop you from loving people and caring for people. Jesus walked into this situation. It says in verse 38, it says, after leaving the synagogue that day, Jesus probably was tired. Like, it's not been easy this whole way. Jesus went into Simon's home where he found Simon's mother. He walked into a circumstance. It was like, dude, again. Yep. I, I, maybe Jesus wasn't that way. He's perfect, right? He, come on. Like, we could walk into things like you might go to work all day. You come home and you're like, your kid's this or your wife's that or your husband's this or all that. And you're like, uh. But you know what he did? He just took care of business and just kept being faithful to do the work of the Lord and say, you know what? It doesn't matter what I've already experienced or what I've already faced. I'm just going to keep going. Mm-hmm. And we got to just keep going. Dude, it's crazy because look at how many people healed. Oh. I mean, and and honestly, this is going to stretch some people, but said all that were sick that were brought to them, the village, these people came They just out. kept coming. So you know there was alcoholics. You know that there was wife beaters. You know that there was adulterers. You know that there was transgender, homosexual, anything you want. They're bringing these people out, and Jesus is just healing and healing and healing. And then you would think that the next day when Jesus got up from his Cheerios and went to go hit the streets, <laughs> that it would be like, well, what about me? Where is the Where are the... Uh, the the young girls like they sang for David saw killed yeah, thousand David yeah. where's my killed one million if David killed ten thousand where's my you know someone bringing me forget ten percent bringing me fifty percent of their you know yeah. nothing they brought him nothing they sang nothing and you felt faithfully just kept doing it and he kept going and you know what the the thing though is this is not a, a poverty gospel either yeah because it, at walking into his hardest moment a city would come out and would lay palms down. And people would leave their coats down yeah. and they would say, Hosanna, Hosanna, glory in the highest. So it was coming, yeah. but it's on our father's time. Our praise, God will give you the praise that you need. Yeah. All right. You don't need to worry about have putting that expectation on your friends and your families and your coworkers, because believe it or not, that's a toxic mindset that will actually kill you. Yeah. So I just want to encourage you today. If you have that very toxic question of what about me, I just want to refer back real quick. Notice every single one of uh, Satan's attacks were questions. Wow. All right. So let's get that question. I don't mean to bogart this, but we got to go to a break. Let's go. Let's and, go. And uh, I'm sure Pastor Brian has got the rest of the show when we come back. <laughs> you are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, 
Coco and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family, we work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321-453 kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. All right, just in, in closing here, uh, I, I like the the how he continued to have stamina to do this. Like you think about some of the some of the things that, that all of us have to run through and like, you know, the labels we might have, like I'm dad, I'm son, I'm 
pastor, I'm friend, I'm coach, I'm all the things, right? And we might feel like those things are heavy. Well, how about Jesus who was like healer, restorer, redeemer, wow. friend, wow. you know, like, to, you know, I mean, he was, he was doing some incredible things that we read here in just 40 easy verses. But in 42, it says early the next morning, Jesus went out to the isolated place. That's Come how we on. continue. That's the, where the stamina came from That's to go good. about another day was to go, hold up. I'm going to go get alone for a minute. I'm going to have some quiet with my God, with my dad, if you will. His dad was the one who, you know, he says, I only do what I see my father doing, right? So all the things that he was pulled and torn and probably thousands of people constantly, you know, just not not just enthroned around him, but like people tugging on him all the Literally, like someone tugged on the hem of his garment at one point. Like they are just pulling their a, a burden, quote unquote, that he never saw as a burden. He saw as an opportunity every time these burdens, these heavy weights, quote unquote, that the world might bring around him. He just went into circumstances because he had isolated and been alone and seen what his father wanted to do that day. That's why we do a show like this. God, what do you want to breathe on? What do you want to speak to us about? How are we going to do our day today? Well, how about this? Let's just go about it and honor God. Let's please God and not see people as burdens, not see opportunities as burdens, but see them as opportunities to go love somebody. Let's go love some people today. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being part of our show. Thanks for being here, David. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath Podcast.